We start. So we say, Ki tavo il haaretz. When you come to the land, we begin this week's parasha, we talk about the first fruits. So I found it interesting. My, uh, my youngest daughter, she moved into our apartment in Jerusalem this week. And they got the new refrigerator. She was so excited. She went to Machane Yehuda. She bought all her fruits and vegetables. And she took a picture of everything inside the refrigerator. And I said, wow, it really reminds me of the beginning of this week's parasha. You come to Jerusalem and you open up the refrigerator and it's filled with fruits and vegetables. And I said, you know, you're a kid and you grow up in America and you really have much more than you're going to have over there. You don't have the same bureaucracy. I didn't know my kids know how to go to the supermarket. I, I only know they know how to go on Instacart and order. You know, go to the supermarket, go to the shoe, go from place to place. Also, my, uh, my, my other daughter, her, grand, her daughter had a birthday party. And I was thinking, you know, my, the kids are going to school. They started their first day of school and they're learning in Hebrew. And it's really, they're living in a different world. So before there was the internet, before there was podcasts, before there was CDs, before there was Zoom, I used to listen to Rabbi Beryl Wine. If you want to learn about Jewish history, Rabbi Beryl Wine is the guy who teaches about Jewish history. He's probably one of the most incredible rabbis. He was a lawyer, and then he became a rabbi, Rosh Yeshiva. He moved to Jerusalem about a decade ago. And he points out something very interesting. There's one of the Gemarot in Baba Batra, and it's on page 73b, and it tells the story of Rabbi Bar Bachana. And it tells uh, very strange stories, almost like a fantasy, fairy tale kind of stories that he tells. And the Gemara says over there something very, something very strange. But what's interesting is when you look at these fairy tale stories that the Gemara tells, they have a way of prophetically happening in our time. Rabbi Bar Bachana once said, once we were traveling on a ship. And we saw a certain fish upon which sand had settled and grass started to grow. And we assumed that it was a dry land. And we went up onto this island that we thought was an island. And we decided to stop the boat and we stopped over there and we baked and we cooked. And then we lit the fire because we lit the fire to cook the food we were cooking. The fish must have felt the fire, got nervous, turned over and everyone fell into the water. And he said, only because I had the boat close by, I was able to get back onto the boat and I survived. If you look at this story, it's a strange story. What do you mean? The fish. But if you look at the story, this is the history of the Jewish people. Often throughout time, we think we're on solid ground. We call it terra firma. But in reality, we've settled on a floating fish. And when things get hot, the fish turns. And what happens? We get tossed into the sea. He tells a story. He, when he was building the, the yeshiva and the, the synagogue in Mansi, they needed these huge beams to go across the, for the ceiling to support. So he found a company in Canada that makes these beams, and the beams are guaranteed for 80 years. So he ordered the beams from this company in Canada. One of the people in the congregation came to him and said, Rabbi, there's a company in Finland that makes the same beams, there are a few dollars more, but they guarantee them for 300 years. So Rabbi Wine said to this man, he said, Are you planning to stay here for 300 years more in Galut? He says, Are you not considering to return home? He said, We're thinking about a building. We're thinking about 
He says, we don't realize people take over the synagogue. And I remember he used to tell stories. His father-in-law was the rabbi in Detroit. And he said, back in the 30s, they built a beautiful synagogue in downtown Detroit. And all of a sudden, downtown Detroit changed and the, the, the Jews moved a little bit out of the main part of the city. What they do, the synagogue that was in downtown, they sold it to a minister and his whole flock. Says, And they moved to the next synagogue. 30 years later, in the 60s, they decided, no, they're moving again out to the suburbs. Who bought the new synagogue? The same minister who bought the first one and turned it into his, uh, his church. But the minister came to them and said, Rabbi, I want to be on the building committee of this third synagogue. And he said, why? He goes, because eventually it's going to be mine. So I might as well be on the building committee. says that we think that we're on dry land. We think nothing's going to move us. We're sure there's bedrock below us. But Jewish history tells us, the Nevi'im tell us, it's not like that. There was a certain, in the, in the synagogue that he prays with, prays in, in Jerusalem, if you ever prayed with Rabbi Wine over there, there's a synagogue where he prays in, there's a certain chazan every year, Erev Rosh Hashanah, he does selichot. That's custom. 16 years, every year he did selichot. Says one year he, he's a diabetic, maybe he didn't take the medicine right, maybe he over, something happened in the middle of selichot, he couldn't talk anymore. They sat him down, they brought him some orange juice, and Rabbi Wine said to him, he says, a slight imbalance changes everything, stops everything. And Jews don't realize that a slight imbalance changes everything. He says, life is like this. You see people, they build their fortunes. They think they're going to last for generations and generations forever. And a generation or two later, the grandkids, they lose it all. So you have to remember the words of Rabbi Barachana. He says, if it wasn't for the boat, we would have all drowned. He says, what's the boat? The boat is the Torah, the boat is the mitzvot, the boat is the morality, the boat is the kindness, the boat is Hashem's boat. The boat is everything that the world mocks and the creator of the world proves this to us. And as we look at the opening words of the Perashah, when you come to the land and consider that we have one little piece of land in the world, Eretz Yisrael, if you compare it to the rest of the world, what is it? It's nothing. And if you ask anybody in the world, they're going to tell you, you want to know which is the land in the world that's like a fish that's going to turn over and dump the people in there? They're going to tell you, Eretz Yisrael. But this piece of land is like a protected boat. Just as the boat is the synagogue, the boat is our family. So we come to Rosh Hashanah. We have a long list of things we're going to ask Hashem. You know, a long, long list. So he asks, he says, if you only had one thing on the list, what would it be? What would it be? He says, perhaps the one thing would be to be on the boat with our children and our grandchildren and settled in the land that Hashem gave us to fill a new refrigerator from the fruits and vegetables I bought in Machane Yehuda and to celebrate the birthday of a three-year-old Saber in Eretz Yisrael. And then the Pasuk says, then you're going to rejoice in all the good things that Hashem, is, your God, has given you and your family along with the Levite and the Ger in your midst. Amen. I think it's something that we have to think about. You know, we come, we think this is, this is where we are. We're on bedrock. But we have to really plan that the fish turns over. And we have to know that our place is a place that we're supposed to be. And God willing, we're going to all be able to be there in good time. Baruch Adonai Deolam. Amen v'amen. Rabbi Chaniyah Bekashi Amei Ratzak Adush Baruch Hu Zakhol Yisrael Lefi Chachid Ba'alayim Torah Mitzvot Shnei Ma